Welcome to another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. After the final score edition, I'm John Steppe, joined by Mike Kloss. After Iowa's ugly 35-0 loss in the Citrus Bowl, that was a game that it wasn't an insurmountable foe, but they certainly made Tennessee look really good in yeah. the process. I thought this was going to be a really competitive game. In fact, I, it wouldn't have surprised me a bit had Iowa won, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Tennessee's backup quarterback was going to be so ready to play in his first start. I mean, I know he was a five-star, you know, like one of the premier high school players in the country is, you know, in his class. But start number one against that defense, I thought, he's going to have a tough time. Yeah. Uh, He was very good, and that offense as a unit was very good. And they pushed around the defense quite a bit. I know they got sacked six times, but... There were a lot of chunk plays, 10, 12, 15, 18 yards. But uh, the offense, I mean, look, uh, Iowa's defense also did sack them six times, and I yes. think that if the offense doesn't give the ball away three times, I, it's not. I, Tennessee is going to win the game, but 35 to nothing. This was an embarrassment on national TV, um, much more so than the Michigan game. And the Michigan game... I think they kind of contained Michigan's offense. Yeah. Not kind of. They did, I thought. Held them to field goals on four different occasions. But this was this wasn't good. This wasn't good. When you play three ranked teams and you score zero points, something isn't just messed up. It's broken. Uh, and maybe it's for the best that this is how the season ended because – you can't talk your way out of it. And you can't put band-aids out of it. You got to say, we've got some serious fixing to do. Yeah, it really, this is a team that you should at least be competitive with. And if you want to be competitive. Well, they lost and, four times, John, and, and they lost to Missouri 36-7. to yeah. Georgia ran them over. This wasn't a dynamo. No. It's just a good top 25 team. Yeah. That, that played very well. Uh, Iowa was not a representative opponent. And, no. Um, you know, what, what Tennessee was not, it was not a Big Ten West team. No, it was not. Uh, as time passes more and more, and we have time to reflect, we'll say that division was god-awful. It didn't have a quarterback to fear. It didn't have an offense to fear. And Iowa played those teams to n- nothing but... 12 to 10s and 15 to 13s and it danced on the tightrope all the time but it was yeah. on the, it ended up on the right side of that rope you can't that's not a recipe for greatness no and when they did run up against good opponents against top 25 opponents zero 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 that tells you everything there and as the big 10 expands to 18 teams you're at you're not going to be able to have the benefit of the Big Ten West bunnies, for lack of a better term. No, and and Nebraska and Wisconsin are going to be better than they were this year, yeah. and Iowa's going to play those two teams every year, as well mm-hmm. as Minnesota. So the schedule is going to be harder from this day forward, in all likelihood. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't overrate the four-pack 12 teams, but they're not going to be... The offenses that we saw from Northwestern or from Nebraska or Minnesota, they're going to be better. Yeah. 
So Iowa's got to get its act together. And it, I mean, but the thing is, the question that always gets posed is, but it is Kirk Ferentz's offense, and it's always been Kirk Ferentz's offense. It's 25 years. This is a, it's more than a trend. <laughs> it's three offensive coordinators in a quarter century. And whoever he hires will have his own ideas, etc. But are you going to let him really be the coordinator? I think you've got to. Yeah. But will that happen? I don't know. I think this is the wake-up call, at least for fans. For fans, yeah. For yeah. the world. But it, it falls on the shoulders of one person whether yes. or not there's going to be actual change. Yes. And that's going to be the million-dollar question going forward is, was this enough of a wake-up call for him to realize what we're all seeing? Because this game is not what you would... You know, he was, I brought up in my question to him the 14 consecutive quarters without a point against a ranked opponent. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned, you know, that it's something along the lines of, you know, we've played top 10 teams, we've been a top 10 team. Well, this shows just the distance from the top. and Or the distance, really even from, you can't even really call Tennessee the top. No. So... That, okay, this is a team that has a long ways, or there's a lot of room between where I was right now and where the ceiling is. Yeah, and it's, and it's personnel. I mean, look, oh, yeah. th- uh, three years ago during the uh, COVID season, the shorter season, they, their offense was great. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, and Brian Ferentz's first couple of years as coordinator, it was fine. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, there hasn't been the development of quarterbacks, and the wide receiver core the last three years has been not good. No. No, I mean, their leading receiver this year in yardage, John, was a tight end who missed the last seven games. Uh, what does that say about your wide receivers? It's not good. It's not good. They've got to get wide receiver, and they tried to get wide receiver help from the portal after last season. Mm-hmm. They got to. Uh, I know that there aren't. There's not much for scholarships, but yeah. they got to find some help. Yeah. Uh, Luke Lachey coming back is huge. Yes, it is huge because I think that's a John Mackey Award candidate. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, I'll tell you what. If um, if you don't have, I mean, as bad as as Hill was, and I hate. I hate dumping on him. Yeah, because uh, he is the nicest person. He's a, he's, he's a, fantastic. He's a to competitor us. who cares as much as anybody else, and and he battled through a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and never once was a a jerk about it. No, but today he was not good, and for Iowa to pull him, it tells you, boy, he must have really not been good, and he wasn't. But you, uh, you, you can't say, well, our number one quarterback was hurt. Injuries happen. Yes. Uh, you got to have your number two and your number three quarterbacks have to be able to play major college football. Yeah. These uh, are scholarship guys. Yes. Tennessee's uh, 20 touchdown guy opts out of the bowl game. Next guy looked pretty good to me. Yes. You know, looked, looked like somebody who I would pay money to watch. 
Well, the Knoxville paper counted, I think, is 24. I could be off on that. It's somewhere around there in terms of players who are out for Tennessee, either because of injury, opt-out, mm-hmm. or transfer portal. Mm-hmm. you got to be able to play through They're it. They're number three running back at 100 yards. Yeah. You know. Uh, and look darn good. Yeah. Iowa only had one quarterback this season, and I hate saying that because it's, I don't want to be mean to Deacon Hill. Yeah. If other people think that, that that's okay, fine. Uh, I don't like that for players unless they've mm. you know gone on a crime spree. Yeah. Uh, but but the reality is Iowa had one quarterback and he played five games and he wasn't that good because he came into the season hurt and he was no. never right. No, we never saw a fully healthy. And, you, and he wasn't surrounded by greatness. No, you can't expect Michigan results from him when he doesn't have Michigan yeah. resources around him. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you can talk and talk and talk about philosophies, but mm-hmm. you got to have the horses. Uh, they need the horses, but they also need to, uh, figure out what to do with them when they get them. And they had, this is three straight years of watching this. I mean, this year was the, was the bottoming out, but two years before that you covered them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's not good. It's no. not good. That's all there is to it. And the, and and the head coach's son got fired because of it. Imagine yeah. that. Well, you see why when his last two games zero points. Yeah, I mean, if anything, the last two games validated the administration doing what it did when it did it. It's like it's this page needs to be turned. Well, imagine it was already such a carnival circus. This is already such a circus with the, you know, the jokes just wrote themselves with 25 points per game. Imagine if that got dragged out for another two months. Yeah. Yeah. If we were finding out today whether or not Brian was going to remain employed. It would have been hanging over the whole team's head. Ahead of. Collective head. Yeah. Ahead of 2024 signing and all that. Right. Yeah. Speaking of. His position group, quarterback, Marco Inez, saw our first glimpse of him. That, it was a small sample size. There's kind of only so much you can take away from a situation like this. But you saw some encouraging things with his athleticism. Uh, yeah. I mean, he didn't look terrified. Uh, uh, he might have run like it. <laughs> but but the, uh, that's a good kind of terrified. Yes. He had... The Iowa's two longest plays of the game were 16-yard scrambles by him. Uh, I know the second one was a broken play, and I'm assuming the first one was as well. <laughs> All right, but, you know, the, the next time I, I see him throw a, a nice pass will be the first time. Yeah. So I don't feel like I really learned anything from this. You know, you come in, and I don't know what the score was. Was it 28 to nothing at that yeah, point? Yeah, at that point, it's 28 to nothing. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't educational for me. But mm-hmm. I, I, the thing I would have questioned, I guess, is why? Why haven't we seen him before, at least yeah. a little bit? I don't know. They're just so stubborn. Yeah. Well, it's the what if of in some of these... Obviously, regular season things worked out with them going 10-2. Yeah, but. I mean, look, uh, we're, we're, I know that if, if nobody knew who we were talking about, they'd say mm-hmm. that team must have gone 2-10. and 10. Yeah. They did win 10 games. They did win a division championship. They did have a lot of 
fine moments from September uh, until um, Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, the 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 heart and the resourcefulness, the defense, the punting, uh, absolutely tremendous. Yes. And uh, not buckling in some of those games. Not buckling at Wrigley Field in that game. Not buckling against Even Nebraska. when the field was buckling yeah. in that game. And, and and as we all know, they could so easily have won 11 games had it not been for the controversy of controversies. Yes. But I'm telling you, you couldn't do that again in, in 50 years to have that kind of offensive production and still win a division in 10 games. I just, you can't count on that. No. To to get seven or eight would would put you in coach of the year contention uh, uh, defensively. Yes, and that happened this yeah. year. Yeah. So, Bill Parker right. deservedly getting the Broyles. Right. So for them to win 10 is mind-boggling. They outscored their opponents this year by nine points, and they went 10 and four. That's incredible. It, it doesn't make sense. No. But they did it. So, so hats off to them. Yeah. The, They'll never be able to take that division title away from you. That's a banner that they'll hang up in the facility. And it's the last one. Mm-hmm. They're, nope, nobody is next. It's theirs forever. They will forever be the reigning right. Big Ten West champions. But there's there ain't no West no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems like a good note to end it on. Mike, thanks for joining me. To our All listeners, right. thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.